The reason I'm recording this series and I'll record another series after that is so that people who don't have the privilege to be able to do that do get in an insight into what I experienced. Hey folks, welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode one of a five-part solo series. The reason I'm doing a solo series is because I would like to share with you my experience of being on my first origin trip, my first coffee origin trip. It was truly inspiring and gave me a completely different perspective on coffee as a complex agricultural product as well as the coffee industry. So over the next five episodes, I want to give you some insight into how going to origin changed my perspective, what I learned and what I think that is ahead for the entire industry, given this new perspective that I have. I did see and get perspective on things that I didn't anticipate before. So uh, where did I go? I was in Hawaii. I wanted to, uh, I was there for a very specific reason. My client, Monarch Coffee Farms, did bring me over for about 10 days. We were there to do planning for 2024 for the business and uh, I wanted to meet other coffee producers while I was there. I did get to meet other coffee producers while I was there. I got to pick coffee while I was there, and in the next episode, I'll share my experience of being a coffee picker for a day, but I got to see an industry that is very unique amongst other coffee origins. I got to talk to a lot of producers. I got to understand a lot of their business models and it will surprise you if you're a coffee producer uh, or if you're in the coffee value chain, um, what exactly Hawaii has going on. It is a really interesting kind of ecosystem that they've built there for a number of reasons. So my mindset going into this was uh, everyone, all of my friends in coffee that knew I was going were really excited for me and I was really excited about going because I had no idea what to expect. I knew that uh, this was going to be a little different because the Hawaiian coffee industry is very unique compared to other origin countries. There is a, a different level of the way that things are done over there, not better or worse, but just the uh, economic circumstance of producers over in Hawaii is very different to the economic circumstance of producers in most origin countries. So I did know that going in and I went there with an open mind. Everyone said to me, this is going to change the way that you look at coffee. They were 100% correct. The way that I now understand coffee, um, I struggle to say that it's um, better or worse. That's, that's not the right way to look at it. There's a whole new layer that has been put on top of my experience in coffee. And I have so much to learn about so much. Um, and I hope that I'm always in a state of curiosity and constantly observing and constantly learning and growing more. This gave me insight and a kind of hunger where I want to go to other origin countries and be able to compare uh, those circumstances. Now, at the time of the recording of this series, I'm getting ready to go to my next origin country, which is India. I am proud uh, that I will be 
uh, running a workshop at a World Coffee Conference. Uh, I was invited by the ICO and the Indian government to be a participant. I'm very humbled and honored to do that. And before I do uh, go to the conference, I have been invited by a South India Coffee Company to come on an origin trip and check out their farms. I understand that I'm in a very privileged position to be able to do this. But the reason I'm recording this series and I'll record another series after that is so that people who don't have the privilege to be able to do that do get in an insight into what I experienced. Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. Now, my first impressions of going to Origin when I got onto the coffee farm was simply, wow, Monarch Coffee Farms is a pristine, beautiful estate. They grow Gesha and they grow Pakamara. And if you have the privilege of ever getting to go onto a farm tour at Monarch, do it. It is coffee production at a whole other level. Abby and Sal and the team have done just a brilliant job taking the reins from Greg and Susie who established the farm ahead of them um, over the past decade and more and now Abby and Sal are managing the entire business and it is just inspiring to watch. The farm is beautifully manicured. The trees are stunning um, and they have it very well organized. Um, I, The thing that surprised me the most, and I shouldn't be surprised by this, but I am, but the thing that surprised me the most is how much I have to learn about coffee production. Um, I became very aware of how challenging it is for producers on the farm. The more producers I spoke to, the more I understood how much the goalposts are moving every day and how quickly they have to make decisions on the fly. No matter how much they plan, they are at the will of the weather. They are at the will of the labor force. They're at the will of any kinds of diseases that are happening. They're also at the will of people that they have coffee commitments to who are asking them, um, you know, I want more naturals than I had last year. Or could you try processing with a 24-hour fermentation uh, as opposed to a 17-hour fermentation? Now, on the consuming end of the supply chain, the businesses that are making these kinds of requests, often I wonder how much insight they have into what this does to the day-to-day schedule of a producer. And... um If you are somebody who is making these demands from producers, I would invite you to start thinking about how that impacts the way that producers are delivering for you. They, we make these requests of producers and we just think, Hey, let's try 24 hour ferment rather than a 17 hour ferment, not understanding that what that sometimes means is that a producer needs to get up in the middle of the night and stop that fermentation process from happening. So 
Um, that was one perspective that I definitely got insight into. And I was, look, everything that I learned gave me deep gratitude for the insight that it gave me. But I now look at what producers are doing at a micro level and know that we have to adjust the perspective of roasters um, no matter how experienced they are, but the expectations of roasters. And I would encourage you, if you are a roaster that is making these kinds of demands of producers, I would probably suspect that you haven't done an origin trip. So I would encourage all coffee roasters uh, to go on a coffee origin trip. I would, I would encourage you to pick a producer that you're familiar with or pick an origin that you really love and just go on an origin trip the moment you can afford to do so. It is an, a really important part of your learning as a producer, as a roaster, and it is an important part of your learning as a participant in the coffee supply chain. I'm quite embarrassed that it's taken me this long to go to origin, but I will be doing much, much more of it. Now, the next thing that I um, kind of got perspective into was this issue that a lot of producers are having around the world with regards to labor. Now, Monarch Coffee Farms, if you guys are uh, constant listeners of the the podcast or regular listeners of the podcast, you'll know that we did a, a series earlier this year with Abby uh, where we were announcing the internship program. If you would like to be an intern, uh, for a coffee farm, Monarch is opening up their applications for 2024. Now, we had a roaring uh, response to the internship after we posted the series and uh, I got to meet the interns. I got to start working on projects with the interns. Um, but one thing that became really, really apparent on the island, uh, I was in Kona region of Hawaii and one thing that became really, really apparent very quickly is that pickers are in short supply. And this was echoed from guests on the podcast constantly over the last couple of years. Uh, COVID really had a huge impact on picking uh, communities. And now this is going to have an interesting impact on the yield, the quality and the price of coffee. So I would encourage you to consider uh, that element of things the next time you're complaining about the cost of coffee. There is a huge, huge insight that needs to be had from people who are making these requests on producers. And as we go through this series um, and in the later episodes of this series, I'm going to talk about some dangerous times ahead for coffee, uh, and it's particularly around this. We have some, some things that we need to sort out. Otherwise, producers are going to just, just start creating a local economy where they can sell the coffee locally rather than ship them overseas. Uh, and we need to start respecting producers a lot more. In the next episode, I am going to give you some insight into what it was like for me as a, a coffee picker for a day. 
then this one surprised me. (laughs) So join me for the next episode. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Mapper Forward, head to mapperforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.